Hello, I am Steve, and thank you very much for being here. And welcome to the Master Your Life podcast, where I discuss topics related to this question: How can we unlock our inner potential and use the tools we have inside ourselves to move out of unhappiness and unfulfillment to create the life we have always dreamed of? And today, I would like to talk about weight loss. So for some people, this is a touchy subject. To me, it's not. We don't. It's, to me, it's not a touchy subject. I don't think we talk about it enough. We've all got body bodies, and we've all got the ability to gain weight and lose weight. Um, and I think we make a lot of excuses for each other and ourselves as to why we're not our dream weight. Why why we are look, feel we're underweight? Why we feel we're overweight? And I think we get hooked on what is deemed as beautiful and accepted. And I've probably upset a few people already, but that's just my opinion. Um, I think you know me by now. We're on episode 40-odd. Um, and I say it as, it as it is. I don't beat around the bush. I think there's lots and lots and lots of excuses that we throw around as to why we're the weight we are. When it boils down to, if you're an overweight person, it's got nothing to do really with a slow or fast metabolism, a thyroid, an age, or anything to do with that. It's a lot to do with your psychology around your own weight, what you're putting in, and how often you're moving. It's as simple as that. Biologically, scientifically, that's been say, uh, um, proven, scientifically been proven. So if you're putting more in and you're you're not moving at all or you're barely moving, barely exercising, you're going to just gain weight. I'm talking from experience, okay? I I haven't I'm I'm a little bit my wife will disagree and friends will disagree as well, but I feel like maybe I'm a little bit squidgy around the edges, but I'm not that motivated to do something about it. I am not that dedicated or I don't have the I'm making up excuses now. I basically, I don't care enough to do anything about it. I'm I'm ha- as I'm as a happier weight now than I ever have in my entire life, and I have been severely overweight and I have been severely underweight, and I'm happy now. So all of this, okay, I'm going to try not and come across as a, as a rant about weight. I'm going to try and make it be helpful, and I'm going to try and just give some feedback on my experiences being a human being. Yeah, a human being, after all, who has been overweight and who has been severely underweight. And I think my a massive thing that changed for me was a regular diet uh, and a regular mixed diet. So I would go through phases when I would binge on particular foods. So I'd have a massive fascination about chips. And that is all I would eat. Salty, mayonnaise-covered, cheesy chips. And that would be all I'd eat. And because I lived alone for a large portion of that time, I had what I wanted to eat. I can eat what I want. I live alone. And plus, I couldn't be particularly bothered uh, to cook a decent meal, so I would just eat cheesy chips most of the time. And guess what? I got fat. I didn't move very much because I was a little bit depressed. In fact, I was very depressed. So all I did was eat cheesy chips and sit on my ass in the in the lounge and play computer games and watch 
films. That's all I would do. So guess what? Yes, I did. I got overweight. And you know what I did when I tried to lose weight? I felt grumpy. I felt I became my bathroom kind of routine. You know, read between the lines. I'm trying to be tasteful here. Got totally irregular and it completely threw, threw me out of balance. Uh, mood swings. Uh, my skin started to feel and be dreadful, totally dreadful. And I was always hungry. I was always hungry. Tummy was always rumbling. And lest we forget, the, the actual physical thing of lugging around all of this weight. What was I? Maybe 15 stone? 16 stone? Now that might be to some people not a lot. And that might as well as equally be a lot to other people. And people who know me now might think, what, you were 16, 15, 16 stone? Well, yeah, I was. But the fact of the matter is, lugging all of that weight around, because I'm, I'm fairly small built, okay, I'm 5'7", tall, and now I'm, I don't even know how, how much I weigh. The frame, my body frame, my skeleton, carrying around all this excess weight really played havoc on my joints and my muscles. So, I'll tell you a little story about... When I try to suddenly lose weight, I think, right, okay, I'm going to lose all this weight and I'm going to get out. I feel really motivated today and I'm going to do something about it today and I'm going to start today. So bearing in mind my routine was to sit on my ass and play computer games and eat cheesy chips. Uh, suddenly I'm now going to go out for a run. How on earth do you think that's going to end? So let's go through it. Of course, I was starving hungry, and I had to use all the willpower in the world not to have a kebab on the way home. How counterintuitive is that? Starving hungry, grumpy. As I've mentioned, there's a biological thing going on inside my body where it was kind of screaming out for food. And at one point, I did have just a liquid diet with just alcohol, but for now, we'll just talk about the food. Um, and I ached. Oh, my God, did I ache? Everything ached. My joints ached. My back ached. My my neck ached. My muscles ached. My quads. My... What's your ass muscles called? Anyway. Glutes. Yeah, glutes. Uh, they ached. Everything ached. My ankles ached. Even my toes ached. From, from running and from doing all this walking. Because I wasn't used to it. So, the idea was that I need to do this slow. I do need to exercise more, but I'll cut down gradually. I'll cut down my food gradually. I'm not going to have a salad. Uh, yeah, a salad works. Yeah, I tell you what, you give somebody like me, an over an overweight person, uh, a salad, that's not going to do anything. That's water. It doesn't taste particularly nice because it's not what my body's used to, so I don't particularly like it. And I'm eating rabbit food. So there's a psychology thing there as well. What am I going to eat rabbit food? I'm not going to, this is not going to sustain me. I'm 16 stone. I need a burger. I need some chips. I need something that's a bit more sustaining. So before long, after after a little practice of this regime, about a week of starving myself or feeling like I've starved myself um, and, and running and being achy and having an upset stomach and being tired and grumpy, I started eating again. I just started eating again. A anything. Anything, chuck a load of chips in the, in the fryer, uh, get a kebab from the takeaway, crisps, fizzy drinks, whatever. The chemicals in these foods had a reaction in my body and of course that made me feel better. And I was just like, there we go. I don't feel too bad about my weight after all. Huh. Okay. And there are some incredibly overweight people, um, particularly in this country, 
Um, and, and I do appreciate we're gonna we, the, the whole let's accept every body type, shape, size thing. And this gets a little bit of a touchy subject for me because we're not if big is beautiful, small is beautiful, every color, creed, race, religion, age, sex, it's all beautiful. We're all human. But I'm not going to tell somebody who is um, sporting a dangerous weight, be that over or under, and that they're beautiful because they're as dangerous and it's encouraging it. And it's it's saying, actually, it's okay. It's okay that you are grossly overall underweight. That's okay. I accept you. I love you. Of course I accept you. Of course I love you. And in and, and, and showing that, I'm going to, in, in kind of, yeah, in showing that, I'm going to tell you that I'm quite worried about your weight. I'm quite, I'm concerned for you about your weight and, and all the implications behind your over or under weight. Your organs, your skin, your eyesight, your, your, your brain, how it functions. Our bodies are a well-oiled machine. If they are looked after, our bodies can, can really achieve some quite amazing things, be it, be it being an amazing thinker, an amazing writer, uh, an athlete or just being able to heal itself just to be able to heal itself really quick story i had a friend way back when who broke his wrist and his diet was shit and he smoked a load of weed that he i don't think that wrist ever healed properly and now he, he has well i say now i haven't seen him for 15 years or so um but he lost all the movement in his wrist now the the underlying tone was for this is that his doctor and his friends and his family, well, me included, were saying, you should really eat a little bit better. You should probably stop smoking the weed and, and you'll, you'll find your wrist actually probably heals quite well. And there's a lot of truth in that. I don't have, I'm not, a, I'm not a doctor. We all know that by now. And I don't have a crystal ball, so I can't go back in time. And there may, is, may or may not have been some contributing factors as to why his wrist didn't heal properly. So there we go. I've now addressed all those problems that I might be accused of doing or not doing or saying or not saying. But the fact of the matter is he had a shit diet and his wrist never, never, never healed properly. And he lost the sensation in his fingers and whatnot. So if you're putting shit in, in, in this system, you think it's going to function very well. No, it's probably not. And I appreciate that there are a load of contributing factors towards our weight. Look, I was there. I was depressed. I was lonely. I used food to eat for comfort because we all need it, don't we? And that's the underlying thing is that how can how can you be addicted to something that you need? It's like being addicted to air or addicted to water. But the thing is, being addicted to food is so it's so dangerous. It's because well, you need it to eat. You, you can't not eat. I'd give up the heroin and the crack cocaine and the alcohol. I haven't died. But if I stopped eating, I would die. So there's the thing. It's, it's, the, it's, a, it's a very, very interesting balance that is required. Now, I discovered something. Well, actually, it was a little over a decade ago at rehab. So I went to rehab. My, my only breakfast con consisted of a banana. That that's it. You know, you have the the podcast hasn't cut out. That's all I had was a banana. And to some people, that would I shouldn't say it like that. Really, some people would say that my banana was off. It was it was like a dark yellow with black spots. It was beautiful. All the natural sugars came out, and that was easily to eat and whatnot. It wasn't green. Yuck! Can eat green bananas. Anyway, I digress. 
is all I had was a banana to break my fast, to kickstart my quote-unquote metabolism, and a black coffee to wash it down. And then I do some pretty low-impact exercise. It wasn't a push, it wasn't a bike because it hurt my back. It wasn't a treadmill because my knees and my ankles, my hips and all the rest of it. It was a cross trainer. And I spent an hour on the cross trainer every single morning fueled only by a black coffee, no sugar. And I don't know why that's important, but there you go. Black coffee, no sugar and a banana. And that's all I had. And then for, well, when everybody else was eating lunch, I don't know if I mentioned, but this was in, in, in rehab. Um, so everyone else was asleep whilst I was in the gym burning off all these all this fat. Anyway, so when we did all have breakfast, I had, oh God, it seems revolting now to think about it, but it was delicious at the time. One slice of, oh, what's that seedy bread? It's not granary, is it? Granary, seedy bread. Anyway, lovely seedy brown bread, butter, thin layer of butter. And yeah, I know, microwave mackerel. Mm. It was delicious at the time. Stunk the kitchen out. Everyone hated it, but there you go. That's all I had. Um, That's all I'd have. That's what I'd have for breakfast. And how on earth could that sustain somebody who was 16 stone? Well, the idea was I was actually trying to lose. Gosh, how much was I trying to lose? Maybe about five stone. Five of that. Maybe six. Five. Maybe five stone. So may or may not have been starving myself, but my body was going through a transformation as it was at that time anyway. So that's my little brief experience about how I lost how I lost weight. But then I did start to gain um, a little bit more weight again, only just recently, within the last maybe two or maybe three years, because I haven't been I hadn't been cycling. So a completely different mindset, completely different lifestyle. Um, I started to just, just gain weight a little bit. It was longer than that, maybe five years ago, maybe. We'll go with four. Go with four, three or four years ago. Um, and then I, I educated myself on diet and what a good, what actually a good quality diet is and what it consists of and the biology behind it. What does this good diet, a fantastic diet, do to us? And what does a not so good, in fact, a, a dreadful diet, what that does and the effects of that? And believe it or not, there are so many carcinogens that are that we wind into us day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And then we wonder why we have to get parts operated on or chopped off altogether. So I decided from a few other reasons as well, but mainly for the health implications for me was to go vegan. Oh, God, some people are saying vegan. What do you eat? I'll tell you what I eat. Everything else. Just because I'm not chowing down on a a dead chicken doesn't mean that I'm starving, hungry, and not actually eating it. I'm eating everything else, and there is such a huge amount to eat. Uh, My wife is an absolutely fabulous cook, and my dinner, sometimes I'd look at her, and I think she thought I was taking a piss. I said, do you know what, love? I'd pay for this. I would pay to eat this out. This is a meal I would pay to eat out. This is absolutely delicious. And I'm still here. And my thinking has improved. My brain function as a whole has improved. How I sleep has improved. My eyesight has improved. My skin 
has improved. In fact, 99% point, in fact, even, I would say, nearly every single area of my life has improved since the drastic change in diet. It doesn't work for everyone. I'm not going to say it does work for everyone. What works for me might not work for anyone else. Who knows? There's a little disclaimer there. Um, and yes, there was an educational road hump to get over, if you like. Uh, first Christmas, we had a way um, vegan. We didn't have a Scooby-Doo what to eat. And I think we ate a lot of salad and bread. And yeah, we did go a little bit hungry. We didn't quite know what was... We Again, it's the education thing. We ordered takeaway. I remember it well. We were in Scotland for New Year. And we ordered a takeaway. And it was something like a green curry, I think. Oh, beautifully cooked. Everything was wonderful. But fuck me, that was hot. Pardon the language. I don't often say the F word on here. Um, but oh my goodness me, that was hot. We kept hydrated that weekend, though. That's for sure. I drank a lot of, load, a load of water. Excuse me. Um, but we didn't have a clue what we were eating, and I'm a wuss when it comes to hot food anyway. Um, so that was our first Christmas away, and we, we educated ourselves. And then we realized that actually, there's not a lot of books, not a lot of literature out there for normal, I'm going to say normal people, you, me, um, my wife. You know, if you're not a celebrity or have a paid chef or have a fortune to spend on going out, um, there's not a lot of information out there for normal people going vegan overnight. So once we learned, we watched a few documentaries and a few programs, and we did we did a little bit of research ourselves on what to eat and what not to eat and what would be good and what's not good, and I learned the things I liked, I learned the things I don't like. Oh, there's something I... Oh, what on earth is it called? I, I'm, I learned there's one thing I don't like. It's like a seed. I think it's called... Um, is it quinoa? I don't like quinoa. I'm just putting it out there. That is not for me. That nearly... That's like, I don't know. I'm not going to describe what it's like because you might love it and good for you. But I did not like it at all. But I also discovered a lot of things that actually I do like and I how I... What I do and how I like them to be cooked. Excuse me. I've struggled to get out there. So I like... Learn what I like and how I liked those things to be cooked. Fussy? No. I just know my body and um, I want to live as long as I can, really. So I'm going to give it the right fuel. Anyway... Cut long story short, after putting all this information together and learning, so much learning about veganism, my wife wrote this fabulous book and it's called How to Go Vegan for Normal People. Um, and it's for people who don't actually know where to start. And it's quite a funny book. As a beginning, I'll tell you a little insert, teeny weeny insert. She thought she was fabulous once when she was, what's she, about 15? I can't remember. She barely could cook. And she cooked herself a uh, um, a chicken breast, obviously before she was vegan. Chicken breast. And I think she chopped up some some tomatoes and um, garnished it with um, a bit of rocket probably and some parmesan. Who knows? And I think she thought she was, you know, the, the much nuts. You know, look out, Gordon Ramsay, your, your next head chef is on its way kind of thing. Um but really, she couldn't cook. I mean, I thought I was great because I could cook a bit of salmon and put a bit of cheese sauce on it and um, a bit of pasta. But there we have it. Uh, I think it was called um, chick. I think it was a chicken breast in soup. Yeah, that's what she did. I think she cut it up, diced it up, dumped it in some soup, mixed it around. It's just like, oh, my God, I am amazing. Look what I've created. This is art. This is this cooking is not so bad after all. Yeah. Beans on toast, please. Um, so, yeah, she wrote this book. Uh, how to go vegan for normal people and it's for people who don't know where to start 
fabulous book. Anyway, and then then I discovered so that's so that's vegan, and then because there's still see people say to me, yeah, but you can you can get pizza if crisps are vegan, you know, potato chips, um, regular chips they're vegan. Yeah, mayonnaise you can get vegan mayonnaise now. Oh, and you can get vegan cheese now. Yes, you can. So. Yes, I could end up exactly as I was before, eating cheesy chips with mayonnaise, watching videos all day. But my mindset has changed. I've educated myself on how my body works and how my body best functions. So there's been a mindset change there as well. And let me in, let me let you in on a little secret. If you had to have, because there are two types of vegan diets. There's an unhealthy vegan diet. And then there's a whole foods vegan diet. And then there's something like what we're, we, me and my wife are in the middle. So most of our stuff is whole foods. So it's like cooked from scratch. Well, exactly what it says on the tin, whole foods. So whole broccolis cut and process and not, not processed, but cooked and whatnot. And then there's, there's still the, the frozen oven kind of stuff, the jarred stuff okay there's nothing wrong with it i'm not saying there's nothing wrong but we we're kind of in we're kind of in the middle um i guess we're more towards the the whole foods diet so there are two there, there are there's an unhealthy and unhealthy. so if you were to get an unhealthy meat eating diet person and an unhealthy vegan eating diet person side by side you did a medical on them the vegan would still be healthier just get your head around that a little while so yes you can still have an unhealthy vegan diet but you're still healthier than an unhealthy meat eating diet and equally other way around a really quote-unquote good quality meat eating diet up against a quote-unquote good quality vegan eating diet um the vegan would still come on top it's it's fascinating it's fast it really is fascinating we shouldn't eat milk we shouldn't drink milk now dairy was a big thing for me as well and i think that's where i gained a lot of my weight was drinking gallons and gallons and gallons of milk and cheese and buttery toast that sort of thing uh and the way i look at uh, the way i look at milk is quite simple really and i haven't been able to look at it the same way ever again is and and i wind my brother-in-law up about this sometimes as well because i think he still drinks um, a little bit of milk maybe maybe not i can't remember um but as children we are weaned off of our mother's breast milk which at the end of the day is a growth hormone yes i don't think we can disagree with that i'm not medically trained but it's a growth hormone right and we all know that we're all weaned off breast milk as a child so why the fuck would we start eating the growth hormone for a baby cow yeah, I'll just let that set in a little bit. We're weaned off our, our human growth hormone, so why would we then transfer to another species its growth hormone? Would you eat, or drink rather, mice milk? Or mouse milk, whatever, for the pedantic people. Uh, probably not. Would you drink... I was about to say milk from a bee, but I don't think bees produce milk. But anyway, I think you get my point. It's my really weird imagination. You get my point. Why on earth would we get ourselves back onto something that we're weaned off as a child? It's a growth hormone. So once we're grown, we don't... Plus, our intestines aren't designed for eating meat. Our um, our teeth aren't even the same. If you look at a meat eater's teeth, they got, they're sharp. They're designed for ripping flesh. Ours aren't. Our teeth are more like cow's teeth. Uh, they go side to side as well as up and down, whereas a meat eater's teeth only goes up and down. 
because ours is designed to grind our food as opposed to to chew. Anyway, this is getting a little bit off topic here. I'm talking about weight loss. So I I I decided to go vegan, and I've never felt better. The pro the the pros and the pros of me becoming a vegan are I'm never going to go back. Just like I'm never going to start smoking crack cocaine again. Um, I, my sleep is better, even better than when it was when, than when it was better. Eyesight is improved. Brain function is improved. Um, you may know that I'm an athlete. At, well, sometimes um, when I run or cycle or swim or do anything athletic, lift weights, my recovery time is so much faster. Um, so much faster. So I have I have raced as a meat eater, meat eater, and I have raced as a vegan um, at a fairly high um, amateur sort of level. And the recovery time and the efficiency of how my body cools itself down and, and takes on nutrition midway through these races is far more efficient as a vegan than a meat eater that's my experience and I'm, I would, i'd never go back and the wheat the, there's no there's nothing to put on there's no weight really to put on if i'm if i'm still if i'm sitting on my ass yes i'm gonna get a little bit chunky around the edges if i'm still moving and eating uh, uh, burning off what i'm eating then it, it, it's it's a it's scientifically it's i'm not going to gain a huge amount of weight because i'm put, burning off what what i'm what i'm putting in I, i've got i've got a bone to pick as well with these weight loss clubs about these points this this point system um i think they're designed to keep you as fat oh sorry that was a bit not 2023 um i think they're designed to fat to keep you fatter for longer just double down there um to keep you overweight for longer to make as much money out of you as possible i i my opinion i'll say it again uh i think they want to try and they don't want you to lose weight quickly they want you to keep going to their clubs um keep having these you'll see some of these some of these meals now for somebody who's trying to lose weight that's like the worst thing you could do. You you can have cakes, you can have sausages, you can have all you can have three big meals a day, you can have milky coffees, you can have hot chocolates, it's all okay. Point system. It's a point. Then you have a, and then you fucking wonder why. You're not losing weight quicker than, than somebody else who's um who's not on on, on well, I nearly said the one there. On one of these weight loss clubs. I they're not for me. I don't agree with them. I have tried them before. Uh, and they're just not they're just not for me. They're just not for me. The idea that you can still eat what you want and lose weight is a complete fallacy. It's a complete fallacy. But equally, if somebody who's grossly over or underweight to just suddenly go, right, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to get to the gym and I'm going to pump all this iron, your body's going to be screaming out and you're going to make it 10 times harder 10 times harder so i will come to a point here where where i'll give you a, a secret a tip that has helped me with a massive amount of weight loss so you've got this big chunky bit oh massive chunky person suddenly go to the gym when none of my clothes really fit properly i'm surrounded by all these muscly toned men and women um and i'm here a little fatty and i'm aching and i'm hurting and i'm sweating and i'm self-conscious and my skin's crying and all this stuff you really think i'm going to keep that up I think I think got to lose weight before you go to the gym. Got to lose a little bit of weight before you go running around the block. And the way that I found to do that that helped me was by intermittent fasting. Fasting is brilliant. What a discovery. 
fasting has been. So my therapist friend, um, I've got a friend who is a, what is she? Well, she just, she works with, she works CBT, um, but she's a occupational therapist. And it was she, one of our meetings up in a cafe that we, um, we started talking about weight loss. And actually, that's where I discovered intermittent fasting. And I, what the bloody hell is intermittent fasting? Oh, you don't know about this? It was that sort of conversation. Oh, you don't know about intermittent fasting? Well, I tell you what, what a discovery. So, to start off with, I had it on a ratio where I'd eat once a day or twice a day. And I would eat for, that my eating window would be up to two hours. So, for two hours in a 24-hour cycle... I would eat for two, uh, yeah, for two hours it, out of a 24-hour cycle, I would eat. Um, I would eat. And that, the weight just fell off. The weight totally fell off. So all I would have would be water and not not even any squash because some squash would have sugar, therefore breaking the fast. And I would do intermittent fasting and I would sometimes eat once um, at six o'clock and that is it. Until the fall, until twenty four hours later, and you know what? I didn't pass out. I didn't faint. I didn't die, because a my mindset was fixed on on this achievement, and I wanted to try and do this. And I think I started out to do it for the sixty days to start off with, just to see. Now it's habit. Now it's habit. I don't have breakfast. I don't even have lunch, and I have a good quality meal in the evening, um, and then maybe the odd biscuit with a cup of tea before bed that sort of thing but i don't i'm I'm never starving hungry in the morning thinking oh i could do with a big breakfast. the thought of a big breakfast repulses me the thought of a huge lunch kind of just sluggens me i'm i'm sluggish and it slows me down and i've got all this grub now that i've got to carry around me so intermittent fasting helped me shed a ton of weight um and it's plenty healthy enough if you're starting to feel faint and starting to feel a little bit wobbly, I'd suggest you have a biscuit. Yeah, have yourself a bit of Marmite on toast. Eat something. Don't die. Don't starve yourself to death. Um, and you'd be surprised, actually, be surprised how much you don't need food. It's incredible. Three three meals a day I used to eat with snacks. And now I have one, maybe two. And if I'm going out for a meal or afternoon tea or something like that, then it is a little bit more. But the idea of having three meals a day absolutely blows my mind. And once once I got my head around the hourly benefits of fasting, and there are several different stages. There are six stages in total. Uh, once I could use and get my head around these stages, the hourly benefits of fasting... I was I was onto I was onto something really really fantastic discovery. I think we're going to be going into depth more um, about weight loss and particularly fasting um, in a Patreon episode, which is coming up quite soon, and it will go in in depth then about the benefits of fasting and our experiences with fasting, the different stages, the pros, the cons. The there are there aren't many cons actually, but there are some some teething issues you may find getting into fasting so i'm all pro fasting uh, and the great thing is as well is that you're in complete control of fasting you've got nobody watching no points that you have to collect no chips you've got to turn in you haven't got to weigh yourself in front of a load of people it's just for yourself your partner your spouse whatever whoever 
Fasting is fantastic. And also, you can do it for longer or shorter periods of time. If and, and the weight completely falls off. It absolutely falls off. And then when I found that once the weight had gone, um, I could go out and exercise far more intensely. And I wasn't lugging around all the weight, therefore creating all sorts of aches and pains, which um, when you're losing weight, all these aches and pains, that's another, another hurdle to try and get over. Well, there's no incentive to go out and exercise when you absolutely kill from running two or three days ago. So that, those are my experiences um, around a weight loss. It's, it's a touchy subject. I think there's still so much more to talk about um, with weight loss. My wife and I have much more to say uh, on this topic. We've both suffered with our weight in our lives um, and society and socially, what's expected of us or what's not so expected of us as eating. Because um, let's face it, we all need to eat. We all need to eat. We all need to drink in life in order to not die. Um Hopefully this episode, I'm sure it has been useful and helpful. Um, it did go into a slight rant phase, but who, who it's an evocative, um, I think that's the right word, um, subject. Weight loss is massively important to millions and millions of millions of people around the world. And we don't talk about it enough, in my opinion. Um, but say that, saying talking about it in the right way as well as enough. There we go. Digest that, won't you? pun intended uh until the next one uh do take care of yourselves um cheerio